0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more, so you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros.
1: World Cup mode is here, and so is a reinvigorated Air Jates FIFA. From underrated players to his favourite formation, he gives us his take on the game's newest mode. Plus, as a commentator at the EMLS Cup, he explains why the recent real-life rage quits are not the way to go. Also, advance warning about some very bad news. Completely forgot to have a Foot Weekly break. But either way, I'm your host, Ben, and you'll find all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast, hosted on Foothead and all your usual podcast platforms. Hello, and welcome to week 37 of the Foot Weekly podcast. And with me today is... return of Horace. Hello Horace, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing uh, pretty well actually yeah, how about yourself? Yeah, not bad and we're going to keep this little segment with just us very brief because Japes is joining us very very shortly. So we wanted to announce some exciting news to all you amazing Foot Weekly listeners um, because without you this definitely wouldn't have been possible. Um, EA have given us some tickets to go and see some games at the World Cup which is fantastic um, we couldn't be uh, more pleased with that and then we're going to see a last 16 game possibly England actually if, so we'll be hoping they don't top the group because we won't get to see them and then in the second game we've got a quarterfinal match with uh, possibly Portugal and France so that could be pretty interesting it's really really amazing to have something like this to kind of cap off what's been a great um, FIFA 18 for Foot Weekly Podcast and um, yeah we'll actually hopefully over the next you know, coming months we'll have some ways that we can keep it going because it got more and more difficult to get these podcasts out Actually, uh, obviously had a bit of a, a kind of
2: insight into the amount of work that Ben's been putting in over the course of this year, and uh, he is he's not been slacking. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, the grind continues. So uh,
1: should we should we have a chat to Japes? Yeah, start him up. So yeah, as I was saying, we have Japes on the line. Hello, Air Japes FIFA. It's great to hear from you. What's going on, guys? Hey, and and it is the return of Path to Power.
3: Uh, very exciting. So you're three episodes in now, I believe. That's correct. Uh, with more to still to come. it's pretty. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, are you going to be trying to keep it up with uh, an episode a day? Uh, no, we won't do fully daily, but I think the goal for me is like five episodes a week, right? So probably two days off with giving like an expectation of when the next episode will be, right? So people just aren't like left hanging with, is there going to be one today? Is there not going to be one today? And so when the new one gets released then i'll also post with when to expect the following and you also did a bit of
1: uh, well commentary for, for the well, wait, yeah it was for it was the
3: e cup i was the was shoutcaster yeah, yeah, yeah. for that tournament that was just like such a blast i had i didn't mm. know that i would truly love shoutcasting but i truly love shoutcasting <laughs>
1: <laughs> amazing yeah i know i thought it was really enjoyable um great to see and hopefully are you up for doing a bit more in the future is that something on the cards or
3: yeah, I would uh, love to do that. Unfortunately, with my uh, previous work schedule, I, I had to turn down opportunities to go to both uh, Manchester and Amsterdam. So I'm hoping that EA does not forget about me for tournaments in the future, uh, <laughs> when, and we'll when say, you Might be
1: a little bit more available, maybe.
3: Yes, I would. Ooh. I would hope so.
1: Oh, well, that's a very exciting thing for uh, some of her, uh, yeah, listeners to w- so watch way. this space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch this space exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about the big noise at the moment on foot, which is, of course, the World Cup mode came out uh, in the past week. And uh, your series is, of course, around that. Um, What have you thought about it so far?
3: Uh, I think World Cup mode's great. Um, It's getting a lot of stick on Twitter. I think I would have personally liked to not see your Ultimate Team coins transfer over to World Cup mode. Mm. Um, I think it would have added, not necessarily added longevity, because people are already like, oh, both games are dead. And World (laughs) Cup mode, if you guys remember... Uh, A bit further back, they Mm. talked about how um, they're going to be doing like dynamic ratings or something and all these squad builders and all this stuff happening around the actual World Cup itself. And so I think Mm. people will be into that. Uh, And it's something that I haven't seen mentioned like a single time on Twitter up to this point. So Mm. (laughs) just a reminder to all you guys, there is more (laughs) content coming for World Cup mode. It's not just like this game and then done. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Ben and I were kind of discussing whether they'd uh,
2: launch the game a little bit early, sort of if they were launching it this, this coming Tuesday, then maybe you've only got two weeks until the World Cup and people will kind of feel that proximity a bit more. Um, but then we actually looked back and saw the 2014 mode was released on exactly the same day, the 29th of May, so... Maybe they just took their lead from that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it obviously worked before, right? The only thing that I remember Chu saying when he came on the podcast, obviously he was very aware of the kind of figures for the game, was saying that it was mainly played within the first kind of three four weeks and then it actually died off even when the world cup was out but with the fact that they're going to do I mean, it looks like they're going to do dynamic items almost every or every match day basically Grand. and they they're going to be i think they're going to be quite a few from the way they phrased it so i think it'll be very interesting and remember that you don't have to pack those within the mode it just upgrades the card that you have which is really really fun and an interesting way of of doing things much di- much different i guess apart from one to watch it was in fact quite a precursor to one to watch when they did that with uh, was it closer back in yeah, I remember I uh, on in the
2: 2014 one, I had that Mirage Staff Closer card and and mm. one day
1: just uh, logged in <laughs> and he was sort of 95 rated yeah, or something. It's just, yeah. Just a complete com- beast of a card. Maxed out, basically, yeah. It's been quite interesting. And, and in terms of the mode itself, obviously they've added in SBCs this time. Are you kind of happy with the way it's formatted, the kind of tournament? Obviously, you've got
3: in there and then you've got the uh, SBCs to go along with it as well uh yeah i I think it's pretty good i would have liked to have seen an option for friendly matches or something like that Mm -hmm. i think that would have been been, yeah yeah, i think that would have been fun um I also think they could have done some sort of like it would have added a lot extra, but I think they could have done some sort of squad battles type thing where you mm-hmm. play a single player World Cup and based on difficulty and whatever, you get points for it. And there'd be like a weekly leaderboard for that sort of thing. You're, you're, you know, you get like one opportunity to play through as a single player World Cup mm-hmm. um, and get some rewards based on that. I think that would have been a lot of fun and or something that I think a lot of people would have really gotten into.
1: Yeah, I think that's quite quite a good point because it is quite fun that whole foot non foot aspect of the World Cup where you you know it's the actual teams and all that kind of stuff. Um, So it would have been nice if they linked in in some way. It would would have been quite a a well tied in thing. Although the other thing that they've got is it seems like there's quite a focus on single player. A lot of people have been saying this is something you asked about actually, and a few people have mentioned this to us um, before. Is that the single player rewards for draft um, and for the tournament are quite decent? So they are obviously catering for that kind of. I think what is kind of a new larger segment of foot players who only play offline because i've certainly come across over the past year that you know there are quite a few of our listeners we, we tend to focus on online but there are there are plenty that only really play offline squad battles and things so i
2: suppose there's also uh, by having an emphasis on single player or kind of having good rewards for single player in the world cup mode that also caters to people who are maybe coming from not from a foot background but yeah. from career mode or who just are very casual fifa players who own the game uh, and then it's like, oh, the World Cup, there's this new mode. Mm. They might not have touched foot before. And it's um, like,
1: the other funny thing is, that, oh, it's so generous of EA to give us packs in normal foot as well as world, foot World <laughs> Cup. But, of course, plenty of people are playing this mode having never seen foot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's obviously giving them a way of
0: true, like, giving true. them that them entry into, into
1: the normal foot mode, actually. Um, it kind of works the other way a little bit. Um, but it is, it is great, that aspect of it. And um, how how is your kind of team on your how, how many coins did you put in japes on your main account and so uh on my I main account,
3: account at this point i probably put in like maybe 150,000 i started at 100,000 but the packs are just like so fun to open because you get really Something good <laughs> players yeah you get really good players um i felt a little bit hard done in my path power so far with packs that they just haven't hmm. been that great but i'm hoping that will change uh but on my main account i've got uh what's funny is I've gotten Lineker on both as my icon on yeah, both yeah, of them I saw that in the episodes, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, uh, I got Lineker on my one as well actually yeah. Oh,
3: I, I have to say
1: I got incredibly lucky in the moat so I went in and was I'd, I'd already said like, I wanted to spend the coin, the coins I have on my actual team so I went in and I did I was going to not any coins but i decided to just open up a 7.5k because you know uh, it's it's helpful for getting that icon for the first game basically so i did that um and within the starter pack that pack and the icon guaranteed icon uh, pack i had um r9 neymar de bruyne um ran That's outrageous! Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's it's unbelievable. Just, oh, and Özil and like plenty of other like quite decent cards <clears> as yeah. well. Because I had, I had been away and was kind of had dipped into it and then come back and I was on Twitter and I was like, oh, oh I thought everyone was getting teams this year. And then, well, then yeah, the the I, I was talking so. <laughs> to
2: Ben. I've been unbelievably unlucky as far as I can tell with it. Uh, so I got Lineker in the icon pack, which is fairly good. But uh, today, uh, having I. Ended up actually putting in um, about 2,000 FIFA points for it because I figured you'd get the packs in, in regular foot as well. Uh, to date, I'm yet to pack a player great uh, higher rated than 85. <laughs> Got Icardi cool. and Perisic are my best players out of, uh, I guess, yeah, 2,000 FIFA points. It's about twenty twenty fifteen twenty 15, 20 packs. Mm, uh, that, so. that
3: feels really rough. I, yeah, I'm my, not, not impressed. <laughs> yeah, I think I packed like De Bruyne... Pretty much right away on my main account, um, and like players like Vertongen, Mtiti, uh, mm. I got Busquets in my starter pack, who's been so much better than I would have expected. It's like mm, uh, at least to start, pace didn't feel like the same issue. But I actually yeah. packed uh, Cristiano Ronaldo yesterday. So, <clears throat> <laughs> but I'm like guy. I don't know what to do because Lineker has been so so good for me. Mm. And I played Ronaldo a few games at CM in that four one four one, and he just doesn't quite feel right. So I don't. Mm, yeah. I'm like not sure. <laughs> do, like, do I bench Lineker, who's been so good? I don't know what to do. Mm, <laughs> bit, a bit of a thing. dilemma. And you can't have a fitness squad, of course, because
1: only one squad, which is yeah, that's a slightly a weird thing as well. Yeah, it's a little um,
3: frustrating, especially because like you want to use at least maybe Europe and like South America. You can build some like really nice fun squads yeah. with, and mm, being able to like think, rotate yeah. them. Even a different formations, too, I think would be nice, rather than having to go back and forth switching instructions. Mm. Yeah. This is a minor
1: thing which, I mean, we'll actually talk a little bit about formations later, but um, I was disappointed to see they didn't change any of the link patterns for World Cup or anything like that. I, it's, it's a bugbear of mine that they there's such inequality between formations and I know because you've been playing this 4-1-4-1 four, four, one, four, one, which we'll discuss again later there's so many links in that formation
3: there's so um, many links and like so a hybrid links. is not an option yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, maybe it, it is, <laughs> is but not really
1: with, with icons I guess maybe but with, with, um, with the what was the other formation the 4-2-3-1 brackets 2 as well that has mm. loads of links and some some of the formations have hardly any like yeah, the, four, the base 4-3-3 three, three, has yeah, very few has very few so easy to, to hybrid so I don't know I think for next year a lot of people complain about how they're unable to make their ultimate team because of chemistry or whatever chemistry is great i think it's one of the kind of creative aspects of the game which i would hate to see go but making the formations equal in terms of how chemistry works, like how the, how they're affected by their links would for me make i think a bit of a difference for people trying to build teams so um hopefully they do do that but it's obviously pretty far down the list of things that they plan to yeah, do I but, imagine it's not yeah. a top priority
2: it's just yeah. annoying because
1: it also again encourages people not to be creative in terms of the teams that they, and the formations they use as, as, as well but um and, and it also means people switch, uh, switch formation early on as well, because of that as well. So, I don't know, this is the kind of question that I knew we'd get asked straight away, um, and uh, um, it's from Den Monkhouse, and he says, do you feel that the gameplay is very different? Um, is this maybe to do with them trying new elements of FIFA 19 uh, within the World Cup mode? Japes, what are your thoughts on the gameplay?
3: Uh, i don't really feel like it's that much different to be totally honest like i didn't feel like there was a learning curve coming over from the main ultimate team i think if it's feeling different it's Probably for a lot of people that maybe don't have their stacked powerhouse teams, right? Because if you're Mm -hmm. going from using team of the season and prime icon players on your main account, and then you're forced into using, you know, like a 79 rated midfielder or something like that, or a lot a team that's way less pacey, and you're coming up against a team that's a lot less pacey, it's going to feel so different. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think as people grind out World Cup and get better teams with paceier players, and you know the dynamic upgrade and all that stuff i think it's gonna feel more and more like main ultimate team uh each day yeah Yeah, i think that's probably probably the case i think also one of the other things interestingly is the fact that nobody
1: has chem styles pretty much on their players Mm. um, can also make a bit of a difference because obviously you know in terms of pace and the game feeling quicker if everyone has hunter and shadow on their players then that's going to affect it as well yeah Um, at this stage of the game in regular foot if you play a weekend league game
2: and your opponent doesn't have sort of optimized chem styles, you're sort of thinking, Oh, I've lucked out
3: here. Like, yeah. Yeah. This exactly. guy doesn't know what he's I doing. Just, yeah. I will say though, I the, There's one thing that maybe feels different and I don't know if it's, it could be down to what I just talked about, but I've been able to use like players like Busquets or Glick as a center back mm. uh, with quite a bit of success. And I haven't mm. felt like pace was as necessary to succeed um yeah and so if there's one thing that i'm kind of looking at and saying i don't know how this works maybe players are more intelligent i don't, I don't know what it is but maybe there's something there if we yeah. want to get yeah, the I magnifying would... glass out and say hmm because i've been i felt competitive <laughs> with slower players and that's just not the case on mm. ultimate team yeah mm.
2: yeah i mean i've, I've been using uh, Matic at cdm and he's been a monster in the world cup mode for me actually Mm, yeah, of, that's a good. Uh, so sort of vaguely in the biscuits mold.
1: I, I, the other thing is though that you know I, the people who are playing you're playing against. I don't know how often you'll play a player who, you you know I, I guess we're good players, um, certainly, pro- but very much better than average players. And whether the players, a lot of the players you're actually playing in the mode are not the best players. You know, mm. even if they have good teams, they're not necessarily the best. Um, and that can kind of make up for stat differential in a way but yeah it's interesting I, I wonder whether there is some change to it it is impossible to say at this stage I have actually asked EA to see whether they'll come back to us and say <laughs> oh yeah there are some changes I, I think that the base game itself you know the gameplay all feeds off the same thing every mode is the same gameplay don't let people tell you otherwise you know Ultimate Team is just affected by chemistry and World Cup is like Ultimate Team, so I don't see them yeah. any way they could change the gameplay without changing it in other modes, basically. Yeah, from,
2: from a development development point of view, it would be insane to ship a game with like multiple game engines. Yeah, uh, to and yeah, have it. completely different systems for running the game in different game modes. Like, yeah, that would just be mad.
1: It's possible that they've changed the way chemistry works slightly because that probably wouldn't take as much. Yeah, you can tweak yeah. variables, but you're not going to rebuild something from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting like the games I've played have been pretty interesting in terms of people doing different things, not being able to use the very meta players that you see. It's quite refreshing actually to
3: play. Yeah, I totally. I mean, I totally agree. It's so I secretly, I guess, sometimes wish that regular Ultimate Team would be like you there wouldn't be a market i i don't mm. like agree mm. with that but like secretly every so often i'm like oh it'd be so fun to just like <laughs> be forced to use players that i've gotten in packs and make packs just a lot easier to get and a lot cheaper for coins um r.i.p fifa no <laughs> yeah exactly um i know a lot of people though that just absolutely love the market and mm. love yeah uh what that brings but i think it would just i don't know i i I enjoy this sort of grind and this sort of game mode because I'm forced to you know, I've been able to pick my formation pretty well, but I'm forced I've been forced like even in Path to Power to play like a left back with zero chemistry, right? Yeah. I couldn't just go out and pick up like a cheap European left back and just slot him in there. Um mm-hmm. and it, it just makes it fun because when you watch your favorite teams you know on saturday and sunday or in champions league or whatever for the most part they're they're gonna have some sort of weakness right Mm -hmm. and when you're building your ultimate team i guess you don't want a weakness but at least at the start while you're like grinding out i I don't know it just like feels okay to me to have to watch out for my you know three chem left back that doesn't (laughs) link up with any of my players no, I know exactly what you mean. I really agree with that in terms of you feel
2: also like you have much more of a connection with... Uh, certainly in regular fit, I always have more of a connection with my untradeable players. Like if I pack pack someone in an untradeable pack, then there's, I'll often stick with maybe a weaker player who's untradeable mm. uh, rather than upgrading them because they're, they're sort of part of the club. If yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in World Cup mode, obviously, you, you're forced into that. And, and yeah, it's nice to have to sort of work around limitations that you can't just go out onto the trade market and get a quick fix for mm. um but i suppose there's a, a bit of a clash there with regular foot and the world cup mode and the world cup mode doesn't have any competitive game modes in it really mm. uh in the same way that foot champs uh, is is technically the first step of an esports ladder uh world cup mode is casual in that sense so it kind of works for them to force people to have uh, weaker players in their team.
1: Well, a lot of people have been saying, and, and Jake so you might have a view on this, uh, that it's a strange sort of competitive when essentially you, your financial ability significantly, eff- your financial means significantly affects your performance, especially in the initial few months of mm-hmm. weekend league. I think um, I don't know. There are, you know, something like Rocket League. It's very much like it doesn't. There's no direct impact that you can have on your performance, really um with with money um whereas in foot there is and that in weekend league you should be able to pick any player um so actually you could have that and then also alongside that have a pack only mode you know
3: yeah i i've always sort of wondered uh how like qualifying for the big events right because you're mm. using Weekend League as your way to do that, you're if you want to be super competitive, you're essentially essentially forced to spend a lot on the game in hopes that you will get um, something awesome in your packs that can help you build out your team, or spend enough that you just generate enough coins from like discards and basic stuff on the market that you're going to be able to build out a super super competitive team. But you know, you look at if you were to spend no money on the game and want to be competitive but not maybe have that much time during the week to play or something like that without spending money like that's a tough ask at the start of the game and so mm-hmm. i think when you're looking at weekend league like they do if if you went to these events and they said hey you can't you don't have access to all of the same players right like you have to use just the players that you have in your account like mm-hmm. people would be like what <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, like
3: yeah. like that would especially like you couldn't get prime. All these guys would obviously spend, and the organizations would help them to get, make sure they had the right team to be competitive. But if it were whatever reason, you know, like text in the beginning was sent to the event with the team that he like originally qualified for using like Usman Dembélé and barely sneaking <laughs> in. <laughs> He would have he would not have won that event like i don't care yeah. how hot he would have been there or you know the momentum that he had or whatever use without using all of the icons and like the top rated players you're not winning the event um, yeah and so mm-hmm. if they're qualifying for these events to me, it would seem that you should have access to the players uh, in the same way because it's an extension of the event itself. And of course,
1: you know, DH Tex was the what, sixty fourth qualifier or something? So he's the very yeah, sort of yeah, last qualifier. Yeah, you think about James was saying yeah, kind of sneaking in so. how many other players there could be that are of his quality better, but just don't have the, you know, squad to to, to follow through on that kind of ability. Like it, it is gonna be the case. And I guess when you think about it though, this is kind of how real football works. <laughs> like um, <laughs> You know, you might have like the best manager or whatever, and but he he needs a sort of a club to buy him the players to be able to achieve achieve that goal. So it is an interesting, um, maybe slightly different model. I don't know whether any other esports kind of work like this. Um, uh, I, can,
3: I mean, yeah, I maybe I guess you could say maybe Hearthstone a little bit, um, mm. but even then, Hearthstone is different I, because you you have to open packs to get the cards to build your deck right mm. but even then all of uh based on like how rare the card is they all you can disenchant them and turn them into dust for all the same amount and then you can craft mm. any card of like a certain rarity for the exact same amount of dust right so it would essentially mm-hmm. be like your 90 to 95 rated players all take the same amount of, in this case, would be coins. And all the player, you know, all certain players between 90 and 95 disenchant for a certain amount of coins, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And so it, it just feels like even when you pack like a super rare player, you're like, oh, it, and it doesn't maybe fit into your team or into your deck or whatever. You're still like, oh, that's, that's still great. Like I can mm. just disenchant this and be super close to getting the player yeah. that I truly want or truly need for my team. Mm. Yeah, I
2: think also with Hearthstone, for instance, the the amount of investment that you would need to get to a point where you could build any competitive deck is much
1: lower than for yes. FIFA. Mm. I think. Yeah, I mean, sort of. organizations are spending. Well, we know that Spencer Gorillas had spent, you know, apparently, you know, around the two thousand grand mark or something. I mean, he had a huge prize, so why not? But yeah, certain certain organisations having to spend thousands on on I would FIFA be surprised sports, If they so. spent more than that,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, over yeah, the course of the
1: year, definitely. And and it's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, you wonder what well, you know. When are we going to see professional trading take like literally if those. Teams had people trading for them. I don't know. It's probably against the terms of service, actually. Indeed. You think the amount that people can make off trading, and if you had that kind of cash injection, yeah, like you, you, they could take you up for the rest of the year, I think. But anyway, that's a yeah. Don't get any ideas. Maybe a discussion (laughs) for another day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, yeah, I think we've kind of covered World Cup. I think the only thing that people are asking is, and actually we've got a few uh, kind of listener ideas as well are there any world cup gems that you found jace over your time playing so far mm, world
3: cup gems uh i've really enjoyed i don't know if like total gem but um speaking of Usman dembele he's been really mm. fun to use uh mm. has been super fun to use uh kingsley coman's been great um other than that though, like it's it's largely been I haven't packed like great wing players, so I've been forced to use the like low rated wing players on uh, my main account. Um at least to start. But Essentio's just like sad on my team. I guess he's not low rated, he's eighty-four rated, but uh mm. I, I think you mean he's a, like low pace rated. <laughs> <laughs> well he's he's got over eighty pace and like over yeah, eighty does, shooting. Yeah, he, okay, he's he's so a he's a really <laughs> quality, quality player. And if his rating stays like that going into next year yeah. or into nineteen, like Definitely a player to target. Um yeah. but I, I for CBs I've got uh Vertongen and mtt right now, and they're both you know, really, really pretty good. I think mtt is like a defender that you could just set and forget maybe for the World Cup game mode. Vertongan uh does some interesting things from time to time. But uh <laughs> oh <laughs> the I will say if you need a right back, the um what is his name? Mario Fernandez, Brazilian mm-hmm. in many FIFAs, now Russian. Uh, yeah. Is a great right back, and he's like seventy nine overall. So mm. there
2: you
3: yeah, go. Yeah, I I got him in my starter pack, and I'm quite a fan. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you
1: must have had quite. a few. You're gonna have to have some gems with the collection. <laughs> yeah, of well, I've got
2: I've got I don't have anyone very high rated, but I've got a lot of sort of eighty oh, okay. to eighty fours. So I've got. Uh, oh, actually, Varan uh, is probably the player that's impressed me most. Obviously, he's eighty five rated, so he's not really a, a kind of hidden gem in mm-hmm. any sense but he, he's a bit of a monster uh golovin the russian cm oh, he's pretty yeah. good he's got like over 80 pace over 80 dribbling feels pretty he's nippy yeah for real life i think he's recently been linked to
1: monaco uh, yeah yeah there's been right. quite a lot of hype around him because uh, uh, the player that i was going to point out um, is again not someone who's Particularly a gem because people know about him, but I'm just surprised how much better he is on the the mode. So I've got, I've got um, Douglas Costa, oh. um, and like I thought because he's not great on normal foot, but I think it's just like uh, what do they call it, like power creep or whatever. So obviously yeah. you know he's just not got the skills um, compared to other players in, in normal foot, but in in World Cup he's he feels like way better than most of the other players, and he's really agile. A lot of people aren't using the best centre backs. Yeah, he does. Yeah. he's actually got quite a nice finesse shot. Um, and he's, he's a right winger which I don't know maybe that's actually helped like yeah. having him on the right he's been, a, he's
2: been a super sub for me uh, mm. and, and has definitely won me a couple of games that mm. I was not looking like I was going to get anything <laughs> out of
1: the thing is I recently got Hulk so I'm uh, going to uh, have to give him a go I think uh, for old time's sake yeah. not nearly the card I think he only has like 80 finishing which is uh, mm. quite disappointing for him
2: probably the player that's caused me the most problems to play against in World Cup mode so far has been Neymar I think mm. I've, uh, yeah. people have scored hat-tricks
1: against me with him multiple times <laughs> yeah yeah so a few of the shout outs people had um if anyone's using do chime in um uh, goat on twitter says rodrigo um from, Val- well, from valencia obviously um is really good um people saying daniel sturridge as well
3: possibly, yeah I've, uh, I've got daniel yeah. sturridge on path to power and he was like i don't love him but he was surprisingly serviceable mm, right like you look at this card and you're like eh. I don't yeah. know about this. Yeah. But field, su- <laughs> surprisingly serviceable. I mean, he scored his hat trick. I scored a hat trick in the first game. I used him. And then I went out and got Lineker, and it was like, well, I'll see you later, Daniel. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not coming back from yeah. that. No, um, nothing personal, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've got Marcelo on my main account. Um, and so using Lineker as a striker with a 4 4 1, if I get Neymar, I can get them in, I think. i nice. So I'm, I'm hoping to get Neymar soon. So another player that I've seen mentioned a few times is actually,
1: and uh, Jimmy mentions him, is Vass. He yeah. is
3: not even going to the World Cup. Yeah. Is he not? Which is no, crazy the, he the, really the manager or whatever just apparently doesn't like his attitude or doesn't <laughs> like him or whatever. And they, he just and The
1: situation. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> yes, oh, exactly funny. like that. Uh, Nyangalan,
2: really, really good. Yeah, He's despite a his massive, massive downgrade, <laughs> but actually his stats are still pretty much all around 80 He's mm. a really solid all-rounder still
3: yeah uh if you haven't used Paulinho's like world cup upgraded 87 card he's such an animal in the midfield that's yeah. really
1: weird because you probably listeners may have heard me start to say Paulinho as you said that um rafferty hd on twitter saying that he's his favorite card not exactly a low rated one obviously but yeah seriously good and uh someone who is actually well, I suppose I always thought it was really good, especially at the start of the game, so maybe it was unsurprising. Is Gelson Martins, um, mm. and someone saying that, uh, Ryan saying that he's very good as well. There are plenty of um, gems to be found, um, and it's nice to have to use them, I think. So if anyone has found someone they enjoy using, then. Drop us a tweet, tell us who you're using. If you're using a chem style, let us know, because that does make a difference as well. And I think on that, unless anyone's got any final points on the World Cup mode, actually, why don't we, um, well, we love doing a rating, so why don't we give it a rating? And then maybe also if you could say what you, how you'd like to improve it, uh, what, what thing would you add? Jabe, we'll start us off. Uh, so you want you're looking for a rating out of
3: 10 yeah a rating out of 10 Uh, I I think it's pretty high I mean I don't know exactly where I'd drop it if it was an ultimate team player I'd say you're you know maybe like an 84 85 rated gold Uh, I think it's (laughs) I think it's awesome and I think that's maybe I I don't think that's I think that's with room for it to go up right because Mm, we haven't seen exactly what's coming or exactly what EA have in store when the matches actually start And like for me the biggest if I feel like when I watch the matches on TV, if I feel hyped to then hop on the World Cup game mm. mode, that's just going to make the rating go much higher, right yeah. because that's really what you're looking for is for the two at least for me for the two to go hand in hand yeah. um, improving it. I mean we talked about it before, I think uh, you know just adding maybe some more game modes uh, I think would be be really nice um. You know, if the like single player World Cup playthrough, if they're, I don't know if it was maybe a leaderboard, but your results of what you got in your packs and online draft or single player draft to be the same varied based on the difficulty that you played on. I mm. think that might be cool to add because, you know, you're just not incentivized to play. If you're trying to grind out packs and like build your team to play online, you're not incentivized at in any way, mm. shape, or form to try to play on like legendary or something like that, right? right um, yeah. You can go on amateur, score a goal, and then just stand there and wait for the 90 <laughs> minutes to run out, and it'll be the exact same as if you score a 120th minute winner on legendary, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so I think so I think maybe something like that uh I would. I don't know. I. I think. I. I'd, I'm kind of like wait and see because who knows what EA might do. But then, like the single player match, I think would be fun because I'd love to get some games with some of my viewers or with like you guys or just see yeah, yeah. what other people's teams yeah. look like and uh, yeah. just have some fun with it.
1: Yeah, I quite like that actually. Using the uh, players' player ratings to uh, to rate a promotion <laughs> or a, a mode quite nice. Uh, you, I guess for you, you're kind of saying it's like a one to watch basically, a sort of eighty <laughs> eighty three rated one to watch or something.
3: Yeah, maybe maybe an eighty-three. I don't know. Let's see. If I was going to pick a player, like I don't think we're like Kevin De Bruyne level in the Mm -hmm. in the midfield. But I I think you're looking at like a solid. uh, You know, maybe that Paulinho, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a beast right now. But is he going to be in your team forever? Uh, Debatable, right? Like maybe, but but he could, right? Mm -hmm. You you just we got to wait and see what's going to happen because he could end up fitting in perfectly
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, yeah I think for me uh, if I had to at the
2: moment match it up to a player it might be uh, Bastost just <laughs> ultimate pack troll yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> very, very personal perspective because uh, so <laughs> <laughs> my, my pack luck has not, not been good yeah. but uh, outside unfortunately not
1: the World Cup actually yeah, so yeah exactly, exactly.
2: Uh, outside of that uh, I've really really uh, I think I've enjoyed it to be honest mm. I think it, it's been uh, as Jake said there's a lot of room for improvement uh, and I think the, the proof will be when the World Cup actually gets going and yeah. and how well they they kind of combine it and capture the emotions that you get with the real World Cup.
1: What I'd really like to see, and it's a bit of a so and I really enjoyed it. I'd probably yeah also similarly rate it. Um I, I'd say there's maybe not the because 'cause like, I'm still finding it I'll go back I've actually played a bit of weekend league this weekend even. Like I, I haven't felt like as invested in it, but I think once the kind of attachment comes through World Cup itself uh, then we'll probably see a bit more of that kind of uh, I mean it would be it would guess, be cool
3: like could you imagine yeah. if they did like uh you know like a group A pack or whatever like upgrade pack or whatever right mm, yeah, so you would yeah. get like two players from group A for doing a squad building challenge or you know mm. players whatever team, like uh, was it three matches a day right so you've got six squads and there was some Squad builder, or something to get players from those six squads, or you know, just mm, just yeah. stuff like yeah. that. That would be cool. Or you'd get if you win the World Cup with, uh, I guess, like an the Asia region. You'd get mm. like something extra special or whatever, like a special yeah.
1: Asia player maybe that's done well that week or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, like
3: the icon or whatever it might, you know, just just stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, like keep cool. it like daily knockouts and or add some sort of like that reward type system. I think you get. I mm. think you'd get people that would grind it.
1: I think there's like a. Is uh, kind of leading on from that. I was thinking. I'm going to mention I think that it's a shame there's not like one other gameplay thing online so like if they added like the, like say on like back in the FIFA street days and you were mentioning it before it's kind of like tour of the world type system where you go around and like collect players from different places I think it's kind of something they've done on FIFA mobile but if they was so it would encourage you to use like other players so maybe you'd have, to have, you'd have a limit of a certain rating going into that online kind of little mini tournament or something or maybe even like a certain nationality not nationality uh, confederation so that would kind of encourage, like, I not yeah. know, using different players, but also something a bit different with maybe unique rewards, I suppose. Just kind of slightly different game because yeah. the online offering maybe is samey. But I think, yeah, as you say, once we get the players coming out and World Cup kicks off, I think it's going to change. And I've, I've seen a few people writing off and I think it's very premature. <laughs>
3: yeah it's super premature um and and maybe it's just because they like here's the thing if you go out and you spend hundreds of thousands of coins like you're gonna mm. have your ultimate world cup team for right now and then mm. what are you gonna do right like yeah, if that if your goal is to just build your ultimate team and that's why i i maybe would have liked to have seen people not be able to transfer over um, their coins. Uh, yeah. I just think it would have forced people into maybe a little bit more of a grind, but maybe given people even more ways to grind. But I, I've seen people also say it would have been cool to have, like, a sticker book or something like that or, you uh, know, yeah, a collection so. book. And that that probably would have been something fun because, like, I have no idea what duplicates I have right now. Like, none yeah. whatsoever. I think you can go see them. Yeah, um, can, but yeah. if it but was, if, like... Yeah, I keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but if it was, like, set up, I don't know, in a way where it made sense to get, like, if you got all the players from one of the countries or something like that, you'd get a special, you know, if, like, mm. you get all the French players or something like that, you could turn them in for, like, Henri or, I, I don't know. Just That'd something be, along those lines I think would be yeah. cool.
1: I think, yeah, that is one of the things that, leading up to it, I was always like, this would be amazing if they did this. It would be, like, exactly what everyone would like to see. I think the problem is that, what's, is it tops Kick? Who are card collecting?
3: Panini is, is Panini tops. I don't
1: know. Maybe there's because there's an online kind of Panini style game. Oh really? Um, and I think that I'm pretty sure that the problem will be that the licensing for collecting oh, well, in that some way. sort of IP thing. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, do I don't know. I would assume that's probably I it. They'd
2: be able to find their way around it. and like, yeah, make it was, an, S-
1: an SPC
3: thing. It's like with, with the card. They're, like they're not cards,
1: are they? They're items. It's like that kind of thing. You
3: I, I I'm sure there are ways around that. Like you could yeah. do you could do something where you said, uh, yeah, you know, your like club. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like your former players pool or something like that. Mm, and yeah. once you've played a game with all of X Y Z players, right? They, you can add them to your like pool and. Yeah. You know, figure. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's a way around that. Yeah, it just be, would take a, a little bit of time to now. sort out the most mm. enjoyable way to do that.
1: I guess the other thing is that it's sort of bit kind of weird with the fact that I, I have to say one of the things that's like frustrating about the mode, which is just such a minor thing, but uh, the fact that there's loads of players who just aren't going to be at the World Cup or like haven't been. I don't know. Mm. I just you want it just feels strange, like especially when the tournament's on. There'll be these players that are like really good who are in there. But no, I see.
2: If we, we have the dynamic ratings thing, if EA yeah, yeah, they could go behind. sort of all in with the upgrades for that and particularly for the lower rated players, if they have a a great game in real life, bump them straight up to like an 84 or 85. I think, I think they
3: will. I think they will. Um, I think it'll be very much like informed cards where they, you know, you look, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think what like, especially for your like, um, low rated nations in general, I think Hmm. they're going to want to see them like used in the game mode. And so they very easily could, uh, just bump that rating real fast.
1: And it'd be really fun because obviously people have them in their clubs and just not not expecting this player to suddenly yeah, exactly. be like a really usable card. <laughs> you so. Submit Alex Awobi for an SBC and next day
2: he's like 87 <laughs> rated yeah, like, yeah, alongside
1: true. his uncle JJ. Imagine that, like <laughs> you go to, you like literally just as he, like as he, you, you submit him into an SBC and then see he's scored a hat-trick, like yeah. pops up on your phone and you're like, ah, oh. <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah, yeah it's going to be really interesting. And I think this whole dynamic aspect to it will will be a bit of a game changer if you like i think maybe they could have released it slightly later but um i think just to, just I, I i don't actually think that people it's going to change people's perceptions of it i just think it's annoying because there's unnecessary negativity around in the community where i think if it was much closer to the world cup you probably wouldn't see it so much um but that's just a bit of a minor bugbear really i think it's I think it's good fun it's a nice addition it's completely free there were some rumors that it wouldn't be and stuff so it's nice to see yeah and get into it and enjoy it um, so that's great so thanks for talking to us about that japes um well, let's move into talking about formations and things because I, I hinted at it earlier but you've been playing the 4-1-4-1 which uh is certainly not a formation uh, i've seen it very often but that's uh, the least i'd expect from you actually
3: <laughs> yeah I, I think it kind of falls in line and i don't i i guess there are formations that i've sort of really liked over the years but when i go into games i just i don't have like this pre um form opinion of like what formation i should be playing i just try to go and figure out what formation is maybe going to allow me to play a way that i enjoy and you know like once upon a time ago i really enjoyed playing the three five two and that was like uh i don't i don't want to say it was like a revolution at the time but people just weren't using three back formations um Mm. and so that that was really good and then i switched to playing the false nine or the four three three five and this year i've tried a ton of different formations and I finally sort of settled on this 4141 which I think offers uh a lot going forward and is pretty decent defensively and I think you just get to score really enjoyable goals um with the formation mm. and and still be competitive doing it and so I've I've just had a blast with it.
1: Mm. And the, one of the interesting things about the that is that it does seem like the passing goals you score are Really nice. And I know, Horace, you've tried the formation yeah, yourself. In, and you inspired somewhere. by the uh, Path to Power,
2: I, I gave it a go and I've yeah, been having a great time with it. Just mm. loads of fun. The uh, the player instructions that, that Jape sets in, in Path to Power, if you want to go check it out, any listeners, uh, seem to, to work a charm. You just get so many options going forwards, quick passing,
1: uh, score quite a few open goals. So mm. It's really nice. Yeah. And do you find, though, so the only thing that I've kind of found is an issue with that formation is if. You think, oh, this player's committed. I can catch them on the counter. And then when I've used it in the past, that's kind of the one problem is you can't just get it forward. And you've only often you'll get it forward, but there just won't be anyone with the attack by the forward attacking player. Mm.
3: I think you're if you're struggling with that, I think you're trying to counter um, too directly down the middle. Oh, yeah. uh, especially like you get a player that's forward, and you know maybe your <coughs> outside left back collects right, and you're able to mm. quickly kind you know kind of ping it up to your left mid. I think looking over to the opposite side of the pitch because you've got your left mid and right mid in my instructions on stay forward a lot mm-hmm. of times you'll be able to catch out the ops the opposite outside back but your mm-hmm. your striker will be isolated right you're not looking mm-hmm. to get two like in a four one two and 2 2 narrow you've got your two strikers matched up on the two cbs and if they get out of position you can just try to outpace them and counter very quickly uh, the yeah. striker doesn't function the same in this formation it certainly can because you can play you know left back direct to striker uh lba to a left mid or something and then ping the ball on through if you've got a pacy enough striker but i think um when you're trying to counter with this formation you're looking to counter wide and then work it back in
1: yeah, and, and in terms of the um, two centre mids, I feel like they're probably, and I think you mentioned this, the most important kind of positions yes. in a way, because they do a lot of the, the like and heavy lifting, but also the creative work. So w- what kind of player are you looking for in those positions? Because I, I, I'm trying to think, like, what player I would, if I was doing the formation, like, what player would I use um, there? Because I feel like there's not, I mean, maybe a normal foot there are, but I just actually think about World Cup, I'm not sure I have one who could
3: yeah i think you're looking for uh players that you would want to play as like an attacking mid in a 4 one 2 i mm-hmm. think that's like mm-hmm. pretty that's what you're looking for them to do but they have to have good stamina and it helps if they have some sort of defensive work rate right like kevin yeah. de bruyne is my absolute favorite um <clears throat> and he's not necessarily the paciest player but he can do everything you want with the ball at his feet he's high high um and he's like strong right so he he takes up a decent amount of space or he can put in a tackle just because he's like a little bit more physical um so i think he's really good and i talked about it uh, in my path to power like i have pele playing there at the moment and i just don't love him and i'm not sure exactly what his work rates are at the top of my head but he's like not strong right Mm. um i used rui costa's icon card on my main account and still do a lot of the times and he's Pretty solid there. Um, yeah, I so I think those players that I that are strong enough to be CMs, like Hullet would be... Hullet's the dream. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, High I medium work imagine. rates, willing to get forward, <clears> big <throat> enough to put in a tackle. Like Ignore his defensive ratings, but big enough, strong enough to put in a tackle, uh, hold up play, but also... You know, can definitely bang in a long shot or score, you know, has good enough finishing to score a goal. Mm. Um, So I think you're looking for players like that. I've used Griezmann there and he's been pretty solid. His stamina is not there, so you're going to have to sub him out because the way I run the instructions, you've got get forward and free roam. So those CMs are making all sorts of runs and a lot of movement. And if they don't have high stamina ratings, you need a player on the bench that you can bring on in like the sixty fifth, sixty sixty fifth 65th minute or so to kind of freshen up because that position is so, so important. Yeah. -hmm. And one of
1: the, this is kind of, actually reminded me of a point i wanted to make just to our listeners to remind them in if anyone's still playing weekend league which you might be because uh, some of the rewards are quite nice at the moment actually uh, with the fact you get team of the season players um if you get gold three or above um shout out to uh my debushi the dream <laughs> he's actually quite a decent yeah. card but um i did some in yeah. I, uh, brief
2: aside i think i finished like bronze one last mm-hmm. month i got uh The uh,
1: legendary Akinfenwa is my uh, cover player
2: in my (laughs) (laughs) monthly rewards. So I was quite
1: happy with that. So I was going to say that in two weeks, I think it's two weeks' time, you have a weekend league where it's one nation. Uh, I don't know, there's maybe a World Cup theme to that, Um, seeing as the World Cup does start then. Um, So, uh, you know, just a quick shout out if you want to invest in players that are useful, like French players, Brazil players, probably a good idea. But the other thing is that um, I was thinking in that centre mid role, someone I've been looking at recently is that uh, Anderson Taliska, um, team of the season. And if you're not too bothered about having four-star skills, I probably would be. But, you know, if you want a three-star skiller, he looks um, really, really good.
3: Yeah, I think he'd be good. Um, On my main account, I've got the... Uh, what is it, the SBC, Kevin De Bruyne, um in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a while, I was using Bobby Firmino's Team of the Season card. And he's mm-hmm. high-high as well and uh, really yeah, be creates better. a lot of havoc uh, mm-hmm. from that position. Then I've got an untradeable uh, Team of the Season, Lukaku, that I actually, that you know what, you look at his card and you're like, oh, those are nice stats, but you know how clunky he can feel at times. Yeah. And for this formation, he just works a charm because it's quite a bit of hold-up play from your striker. You ask them to, you know, shield the ball and wait for those CMs to overlap or create some extra space. And he does really, really good. And I think he's got a goal and assist, like, per game that he's played in for me, which is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, Lukaku is one of those players. Like, when I come up against him, he really often does score, Mm -hmm. like, one or two goals. (laughs) Like, he's... I think also because I set up my defense to maybe be more focused towards stopping fast players and he's very strong, probably stronger mm. than my centre-backs. Um, been using Azpilicueta since I got him in a guarantee <laughs> pack, so maybe that's part of the reason. But yeah, Azpilicueta against Ukaku, a bit of a mismatch there. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. He, he does actually seem a lot better than you'd think. So one thing I wanted to bring up, which um, kind of leads off from Azpilicueta, because I've been playing at the moment the 3-4-2-1 in World Cup mode, and partly because bad left-backs and right-backs, but good players everywhere else. And one of the things that... I was kind of noticing playing world cup mode, and it's kind of a, a, a tip really for for success in that tournament is that i think you get a lot of players who are good players competent players but maybe don't have that much kind of competitive weekend league experience you know that maybe not the most savvy they've set up in a formation which perhaps isn't their preferred formation because you know that's the that kind of happens with with the teams and players that you get in that mode and first of all that formation is was actually very effective for the first two rounds um, and blew away the, the opponents in the knockout phase but once I got to the semi-final maybe didn't work so well because my opponents were playing formations which countered me but the best example was in the final was playing a guy who maybe wasn't that amazing was playing a 4-3-3 brackets four so he's got the two cms and the cam and if you're playing three at the back that's one of the hardest formations I think to play against because the Mm. left wing and and right wing basically split your centre backs quite wide Um, and then you've got a cam and a striker quite close to each other in the middle kind of often just straight on the central centre back so it's really really difficult to play against but I he wasn't amazing and I was kind of having a bit of success but before I knew it like half time I was like 3-0 down um, <laughs> and so I switched formation I was thinking it oh, might have left it a bit late here switch formation went to what I think is one of the most effective formations against the um, 4-3-3 brackets 4 which is the 4-1-2-1-2 but wide, basically. Make yeah. Spot? So basically you've got that cam and striker-striker, which are quite effective against that formation because because you've got two CMs rather than like a sitting DM. So that's quite a good matchup. But then you've also got the wide players not in the middle, so they kind of help defending the the width of that four, three, three, brackets, four. So by the end of the game, it was four, three to me and I'd won the tournament, which was obviously great. But afterwards he messaged me saying, um, like I could see the momentum shift, you know, all the kind of classic things. Um, And I was like, well, did you know I changed formation? And he was like, "Uh," (laughs) sort of just, you know, he just hadn't really thought about that kind of thing. So I think it can make a huge difference in those tournaments um, to just kind of think about what formation your opposition is playing. Where are they weak as well? Because often they'll have a weak player and, you know, how can you exploit that? It's not quite like, normal ultimate team where a lot of teams you come up against just won't really have that much of a weak link and also will be playing very very solid formations so, you know like the four two three one, which is very difficult to counter with a different formation and yeah and, and i was actually going through uh I'll, I'll see what you guys think about these formations but I, i've come up with a few formations people use and sort of what i'd have used this year quite successfully to counter them. So let's start the first one is the four, three, one, two. I find that actually the three, four, two, one, which I've been using is quite effective against because you know, three at the back against a very narrow three can work effectively if your centre mids are disciplined enough. As I was saying the four, three, three brackets four against the three at the back is a really tough one. You probably don't want to go with, you know, if someone's playing a four or four, three, three. With, which is quite wide. Three at the back, just really difficult against it. And the other one was the th- if you're playing three at the back, and the four four two is really really difficult to play against. So if you're pl- if you're playing three at the back in a World Cup mode, I'd say if you're play- if someone's got four four two or they're playing some of the four three three 3 variations, you're probably better off kind of switching early to, to avoid disappointment, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wonder whether, James, this is something you, you do. Maybe you're kind of set your style and, and you kind of persist with it throughout the game. But um, are there, if, is this anything you've kind of noticed with formations being weak against other formations? Oh,
3: man, I, I think... <laughs> this is i don't i don't know exactly what i call this but since nobody or not many people play that 4141 i mm. don't think people really know what to expect against it and so mm. i find more often than not people get like a little uh, confused as to how, like, mm. what to do because there are players popping up in positions that they're not usually popping up um, in some of the more popular formations. And so I don't think I necessarily like set it and forget it. Um, but I certainly don't go into a game thinking I'm going to switch formations to counter what he's doing. I want him to try to have to figure out how to counter what it is I'm doing. Um, mm. I don't necessarily play from behind super well. And so. Uh, I would rather slow play it and keep it close. Now, if I do go a couple goals behind it, it really depends on how the goals are scored. Uh, mm. Because sometimes, you know, if he scores like two corners and has like two shots, right, and one of the shots went in and I'm 2-0 down, but I've had plenty of chances, I'm still going to just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, yeah if yeah. I am switching formations to try to get back into it, usually my first bet is to go 3-5-2. Um, mm-hmm. And f- beyond that, I'll go maybe 3 4 2-1 depending on how mm-hmm. dire the situation is but I, I don't i don't really play too much beyond or actually i take it back i'll go 4-5-1 sometimes um mm-hmm. with which is basically an attacking version of the 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one. yeah because you get version, the two attacking version, yeah. mids up closer to the striker and your cdm becomes a cm and mm-hmm. you just aggressively play um and you're much more likely to get caught out on the counter but it, it works pretty well i i, I quite enjoy it Mm-mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I like, have actually been quite enjoying that 3421. I mean,
1: Steve, Foot tactician, obviously did that tutorial a little while ago on it. Um, which is worth checking out, sort of trying to replicate Manchester City. But it's actually been really good. And I've started using it on my main account only because I was like, I couldn't resist getting Ronaldinho <laughs> doing the prime SBC with the stuff that I had. And I, guess and the, I already, already had Neymar, had, so I just thought, you know, why not? had the World Cup market crash. The, yeah. the, the prices of those SBCs did plummet. Yeah, was able to do them really cheaply. And, and Ronaldinho, by the way, I mean, if anyone's looking for someone to you know just have a bit of fun with towards the end of the game, he feel, like kind of preferred to Neymar, which is... <laughs> Quite controversial considering how got much that he was extra physicality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I've, he takes like these touches that you just don't see on other players taking, and he's got finish shot which Neymar doesn't. I think I don't know. R9's an interesting one. I feel like maybe he's like better than R9 as well it's controversial I'm still tossing it up like you know think about it he is also probably in real life one of your favourite players of all time there's absolutely no bias at all (laughs) (laughs) um, cool I think that's enough of a ramble about formations um, as always seems to happen as always if you've heard anything in this week's podcast about formations about World Cup then definitely get in touch and uh, we'll try and include it in the in the future podcast, but before we go, uh Jake, so I wanted to get your thoughts on a developing issue in the foot world, which is uh i don't know whether there's a sort of issue, but like rage quits in the competitive scene has suddenly become something of a i don't know it's happened in the last two two tournaments, and I know that you uh will probably have a view on it having having worked at an event as well the the recent one was. Dr. Uh, Hano, is that? I think that's correct yep. leaving, a, leaving a game very very close to the end actually um, I think the frustration was because of time wasting basically you know left and uh, uh, sort of just dropped the controller basically and obviously had the one with Kurt previously which we discussed before so yeah what, what are your thoughts on this where do you stand on it do you think it's acceptable
3: uh, let's see I've got lots of thoughts um, <laughs> where, where do we want to begin it's exactly the because, kind of question
1: you'd, you'd ask at the end of a podcast to make it. right <laughs>
3: I, uh, I think it depends on who you are like there because there are multiple ways of looking at this. okay so erhano is a rep for I, I believe it's Stuttgart. Um, mm-hmm. Is there eSports player and if I'm Stuttgart, uh, I frankly like I would not be thrilled that the eSports player that I'm paying to represent the club is acting uh, potentially a bit childish. Right. Um, Because if you're a professional gamer, you are a professional at the the game and you know what it is about the game Um, that can be frustrating and what can happen. So I think you like maybe if I'm Stuttgart, I don't I don't love that. If I am like the other aspect is there's no real tool to deal with i don't think you want to call it time wasting but because of how good all of these like team of the season team of the year icon players are and how not relatively simple but pretty simple if you're an excellent passer it is to keep possession you can just feel so helpless and Mm. so i think if anything there needs to be a look at the tools that you give players to get the ball back right because even if i think even if you go like 100 pressure 100 aggression uh high you know high pressure team pressing all ultra attacking like you can get up there in pressure but it's still like hard and that feels crazy because if you're unless you're like so easily as well they'll get it out to their striker exactly because you have you know kyle walker even with his left foot will ping a 60 yard (laughs) perfect pass to the opposite fullback and it starts all over again um and so I think, cause like, even in real, like in real life, and that's where I always go back to because I like a nice representation of the real life game. But like, unless you're, you know, maybe Barcelona or City in some case, like, even when City, when you press them super hard, like they make mistakes, right? Barca's yeah. the same way. If you press them super hard, they will make mistakes, even in a game that they're up. Um, and you, it's really hard to do that in FIFA. The problem in past FIFAs though is if you press like that all the time, you it was so easy to win the ball back off your opponent right if you mm. think if you think yeah, back was too to this yeah. high pressure was so broken
0: because yeah.
3: mm-hmm. your whole team would just instantly win the ball back and pe- like passing it to deal with that high pressure was so hard you had to be crazy crazy good and so i think it's a matter of trying to figure out some sort of balance uh, but i guess it's you can look at walking off the stage as protesting uh, if i'm ea i think you uh, I I have the players sign some sort of an agreement before the tournament because well I would say it like doesn't it's not very good to watch as like a viewer because mm. you want to see like the game play out although the community seems to like the drama. So yeah. uh for EA and the casters and the commentators it's a talking point um but I think for the sake of the tournament and the growth of the esport having stuff like that happen is not great and they should probably take steps to make sure that that doesn't happen
1: yeah my understanding is that he didn't receive prize money and was disqualified technically so that i guess suggests that they are i suppose um, i'm not sure what happened with kurt i imagine it was uh, he actually did finish the it's game in the end similar yeah um so i'm I think not sure dr ohano
2: tweeted um saying rage kit rage quit while you're on the live stream is disqualification rage quit if your game isn't being streamed is apparently a warning
3: Shout out to us for translating that in, in German live. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. like that I don't I don't think that should be the case. I guess poor is not the way, but it, it seems unbalanced. Um yeah. because Oof. then you're you're basically being rewarded for not playing on stream. And mm-hmm. there's all the extra pressure of being the one playing on stream anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I but I you know, in Kurt's case, he did go back and he did finish the game. Um i wonder if it wouldn't be better if a player you know feels like they're gonna lose their head or something like that if they couldn't you know because it is the esports game if they couldn't say i I want like a you know a minute timeout or something like that um Mm -hmm. or i don't i don't know something along those lines because like i'm i was surprised honestly that ea let kurt compete in amsterdam after the Mm e-club world cup where he got off and like you know freaked out and then essentially went on twitter because if you see a player do something like that in league of legends riot would just straight like ban them most likely Mm. Um, uh yeah i do feel like you know that's like setting
1: a dangerous kind of precedent in a way because also kurt's obviously a big name maybe that's why they don't want him to be banned but you know you can't then ban someone not so big but because of that that yeah it's interesting one it's something i think yeah i i would almost have expected
2: ea because it's so early in FIFA's lifespan as a kind of well, what they're pushing for it to be as a top level esport, uh, You'd expect them to just set a pretty harsh example if, if that's mm-hmm. something they didn't want. Uh, and I suppose it is potentially, yeah, the, the drama is good to help it grow. But if that's also undermining the sort of integrity of the competition,
3: Totally. Uh, then then that's surely a bit of a poison chalice for them to drink even. Well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if you're <laughs> comparing esports to like professional sports, right? So yeah, yeah. you take like a live match or whatever, a player doesn't like that he can't get the ball off of the other team and they that team were to just like storm off, like people the fans would be like, What the heck? Like yeah. what are you Ooh. doing? Like everybody think, uh, would be like, What is wrong with you? And yeah. in this environment it seems acceptable. That's like kinda crazy to me.
1: I think that is my point about it. And it's like, this is supposedly going to be a very professional scene. Um, Like, you can't have, like, these men throwing their toys out of the pram, um, (laughs) sort of this kind of thing. And it's like, if I'm a sponsor, if
3: I'm um, a viewer... If you're you're Stuttgart, in Erhano's case, and the entire Stuttgart team were in the process of getting the last game of the season, they... When they stay up, they lose, they get relegated, something like that, and they can't get the ball off the other team, and they're down a few goals, and they just all walk off the pitch. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think I they'd the, all lose I'll, their contracts. Yeah, a player player that initiates
2: that in a professional football team is not going to be <laughs> playing for that team for much longer, like, no doubt about
1: it. And I suppose, like, if I was to play devil's advocate, one of the things that someone would say to as well, actually, um, you know. That is just part of the actual game. Like it's not some kind of. I guess the suggestion here is that the mechanics aren't right. The game hasn't been made properly. Um, but I'd say something like uh, you know the what's it called the double jeopardy in football where a player gets sent off and there's a penalty mm-hmm. for um, that that situation called double jeopardy has been I think re- only recently um, changed in the rules last season or two. last yeah and and, right, and also yeah if
2: it yeah if it's you can't get a straight red if you try to play, if you foul someone and
1: you're trying to play the ball in the mm, box, yeah, like yeah. Uh, in the FA Cup final, Yes. Yeah, saw that. That's it, yeah. So they've obviously changed that, but for a long time, that was the rule. Like, pe- that happened in games. But because, even though everyone agreed this was a bad rule, you didn't see people just like leave the pitch when mm. it happened. Because they thought it was unacceptable. And I think that's quite a good comparison. So, these players, these professional esports players have to be professional, and especially if they want to be recognised as professionals, if they want the, the scene to grow. Like you can make all the points you want on Twitter. You can, you know in a respectful way, make your points to EA. Kurt has the ear of pretty much all the people, I think, involved in esports at FIFA, I'm sure. And he's made, this, he's made his points. He's uh, I'm sure if EA aren't aware of it and not doing something about it i'd be very surprised about kickoff which was his complaint and uh, and about the sort of balancing pressure um i'd be very very surprised and i just think it's unnecessary and uh, i'm not sure whether he's aware but i'm sure kurt is aware that he uh gets a good amount of publicity himself through all of this i mean it's, and-
3: it's a little bit indicative of how the um and like don't get me wrong i love the community but how the community handles relations with ea right mm. because EA asks for people to essentially send video proof or write, you know, write them something with what the problem is. And the community just likes to scream and shout and, you know, tweet at them and be like, what's wrong? You know, fix your game and mm-hmm. all this stuff and just sort of rage. And... Uh, like Kurt, basically, and Urhano just sort of raged quid out. Like they could Mm. certainly have finished out the game afterwards, gone and said, "Look at this game. This is this is a problem, and it's Mm. like clear to see live on stream, right? Like this Mm -hmm. is this is something that needs to get fixed because it's gonna like it's 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 unbalanced, right, or whatever it is. And I just think that there's gonna come a point." Probably soon, where EA, someone's going to do something and EA is going to say, you know, it's not this player doing this sort of thing makes us look bad and it's not worth the risk of having that player compete at our events. Our events will be successful without that player and thus the player's banned.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess it's also tricky uh, or not tricky. EA should have a strong incentive to address these sorts of uh, the complaints in terms of it being easy to time waste or, or hold possession because yeah. that's not entertaining yeah, to watch. Exactly. So in terms of making it a watched eSport, surely they, they've they got a, there's a yeah a lot of uh, good reasons for them. for yeah, Surely there's a lot of good reasons for them want to not want that to happen.
1: Yeah, and if he'd posted a, a video on Twitter or something and, and got some of the bigger names in the community to retweet it, even posting himself he's got enough followers, probably more than the were we watch actually watching the stream at that moment even. Um, if he'd he shared a video of, like, here's a clip of it happening and it was happening throughout the game, it's a real problem, tweet EA and you know fine set up a petition or so- petition or something like there are other ways of protesting which get it debated will probably, in parliament yeah we'll probably even reach more people than what he did and i, I, I like them both of them i did, agree I, I just i also think the other thing is they were both losing um they were both basically out of it they kind of it was a, a cheap way of doing it as well i think correct in that sense. I'm glad we're all in agreement on that. <laughs> Maybe we should have had someone with a slightly different opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it, it's an interesting topic, and it, and it has created discussions. So I guess you know that's one benefit. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, how the gameplay looks next year. Hopefully, we can have you in again when, when that time comes.
3: Yeah. On the on the topic though of like time wasting or whatever, mm. there like would you agree that there is some level of time wasting in real football? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But what's this? What's the strategy? Right, you take it to the maybe to your like opponent's corner flag, right? Yeah, you, want you try it to shield away your from goal as possible. Exactly, baby, yeah. and time wasting in FIFA, you're essentially just pinging it from full back to full back, and yeah. like around you know around the back and not going forward because going forward means it's risky and you could lose it. Yeah. So I think that's the uh that if EA you know because they're they're tasked with creating a. Balanced replica of the real sport, and there's time wasting Mm -hmm. in the real sport, so I don't mind it in FIFA. But you, they people need to be given a tool to press at the back. And if you're going to try to time waste by playing it around the back, you're playing a super risky game, right? And if you're trying to time waste by bringing it into the corner and shielding it with like a big player or whatever, like the defender should be able to call like second man, get two people over there and try to yeah. harass the player and take it away. Right. Um, yeah. So I think I that's, think, yeah. I think that's just where, you know, it's like a jumping off point maybe, but it's, it's certainly like that. That I think for me is the frustrating part is that you're um, the way you're incentivized to time waste on FIFA is not the way it is in the real sport. And obviously yeah. I want mm-hmm. it to be uh, a bit more like the uh, yeah. an authentic application. Yeah.
2: Replication. And, yeah uh, rather than it, being a mechanic in terms of kind of using the game mechanic of shielding the ball and and or playing possession in the right areas, you're sort of abusing the fact that it's very hard to have your whole team push up and, and pressure your opponent's back line so mm. it, it's rather rather than using a game mechanic, you're abusing other game mechanics
3: yeah I mean if someone was amazing at shielding the ball, like good on them dude like if i couldn't mm. take it away from someone in the corner because they were just awesome at shielding the ball with you know i don't know hold it or something like that like essentially good for them like that <laughs> that's at least we've making seen it in or, i football, feel like means, i have a chance to take yeah. it away
1: mm. you do see that in real football as well like i remember Manchester united against city this year raheem sterling like did some seriously effective shielding of the ball in the corner mm. at one point like i think you know, it does happen. Um, and yeah, as you are saying, I, I you know, I disagree with the way these players have behaved, but I, I really do think that these are issues which need yeah. to be discussed. And I can sympathise with FIFA
2: being an incredibly frustrating <laughs> stressful, game, frustrating right? game mm. at times. Yeah. I Obviously, having never played under anything like the pressure that these guys are playing under as well. Mm, uh, yeah. So uh, it, it, I, I can see why you might crack and rage under those mm. circumstances, but I still feel like ultimately... The there are better ways of going about
1: it yeah yeah, exactly and i suppose that probably wraps us up for for this week's podcast Japes. uh it's been fantastic having you back thanks very much for stopping by
3: thank you guys very much for having me on
1: and of course as everyone knows uh your youtube channel does have um the latest path to power um so you can check it out at youtube i guess it's dot com slash air Japes.
3: air fifa oh I didn't yeah, the old school uh, yeah
1: you've lost you've lost it off your twitter but not yet off the yeah <laughs> exactly but you can still
3: tweet me at air and tell me what you great. think about formations if you try it out or you know all the controversies esports all that fun stuff
1: great uh, fantastic and yeah hopefully we'll have you back in the near future Thank you very Much for going back. It's been great to have you. yeah a pleasure as always and of course if you enjoyed this week's podcast then don't forget to subscribe using all your usual podcast platforms and if you're listening on foothead you're a first-time listener and you've made it this far then you'll definitely want to check out the links just below which uh, details how you can subscribe to the podcast there are many very easy ways and it will be worth your time promise